Welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills. We discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out, focusing on Monster Hunter World and Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Here are your hosts, Phil Willis and Michael Abs. And welcome to The Hunt, stories from Monster Hunter, where you can sharpen up on your Monster Hunter skills without the need for a whetstone. This is a podcast where we discuss Monster Hunter games inside and out. I am Phil Willis, and this is Mr. Michael Apps. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. We are only like a few short days away from the imminent release of the ultimate Monster Hunter game. Finally. It is is on the horizon. Have you been working hard on your DS Monster Hunter game? I have not. Did you beat your challenge yet? No. No, I haven't either. Um, but I've made some progress, and we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah. But this is, uh, this is I'm supposed to say, this is Chapter 7. Oh, wait, this isn't Chapter Is this Chapter 7? I hope so. That's Chap- my lucky number. Chapter 7, the right weapon for the job, which is very, very important in playing any Monster Hunter game. Um and yeah, I know I can tell you why I named the, the episode this when we get to our assigned quest. But yeah, so many exciting things going on. They're releasing, they continue to do new content and new things for Monster Hunter World on the PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, you know, people who don't have those consoles uh, are getting to experience Monster Hunter World for the first time on the PC. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're just a few days away from the world being exposed to Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Woohoo! I, I don't think they're ready. Probably not. No, no. But there is a plethora of guides uh, and web pages uh, specifically dedicated to those of you who may have been introduced to the Monster Hunter World or Monster Hunter series through Monster Hunter World. And you're looking at Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, and you're like, "Ooh, I don't know if I'm ready for that step yet." What are some of the big differences? We, we mm-hmm. could, we could, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna touch on that a little bit later on too. But uh, for something in depth, you might want to look at some of those web pages um, for the real juicy. But man, we've got a lot to talk about today, so we're just gonna jump into it, Mister Mike. Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back after this. This is the assigned quest where Mr. Mike and I talk about what we've done for the last couple of weeks and our monster hunter monster hunter adventures. Yes. And and Mike and I spent some time together this weekend. Woohoo! We slayed <laughs> monsters and they slayed us. Uh we slayed a monster. Yeah. Well we let's did not, let's not use the plural here. We did give one a really good beating. He just got bored and walked away. <laughs> so well, let's talk about that joint adventure first. So Mike and I spent some time with the 
Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate Demo. We streamed it live at twitch.com forward slash rpgamer. You can actually go out and, and go ahead and check that out in the archives where uh, you know we have all kinds of live videos uh, a lot of evenings. Mike's playing different games. I'm there every Sunday with my retro PC night. And uh, and but uh, after after I was done with my retro Sunday PC whatever night, uh, Mike and I jumped on and did some Monster Hunter, and uh, we dived into the demo which featured three monsters. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mr. Mike, Mike, it was Mike's bright idea <laughs> to go after the toughest one first, which to be fair, <sighs> they have a warning sign on his picture. When you click on him, it's like, danger, Will Robinson, danger. But Mike clicked Valstrox anyway. Mike, what possessed you to pick Valstrox? Well, obviously, we're Monster Hunter pros. We're the best. So, you know, I figured, oh, this is going to be easy easy peasy. And, uh, oh, boy. Valstrox is an elder dragon. Um, entry, you know, and I think he was made. He's made specifically for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. He has. He's huge. He's nasty, and he has jet engines in underneath his wings. Yeah, and in his wingtips, he has like rockets that he blasts off at you. He's not a dragon. He's a freaking mech. Wearing dragon scales. It was intense. He's insane. Uh, yeah, he flies at high speeds. He uses a lot of dragon element. Uh, and and the, the shape of his wings tell you what attacks it's going to use. Not that Mike and I had a whole lot of time to figure any of that out as we were getting our rear ends handed to us. I'm pretty sure I went through most of my potions. And they give you a lot of potions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, let's let's let uh, and then let us not forget his ultimate attack. You know, it was so devastating. I googled up. It's called Around the World, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who've never seen it, Volstrax opens up his chest, uh, sucks in a whole bunch of air. I swear, uh, before hopping up and then rocketing off into the horizon. Uh, he then becomes uh, covered in dark energy, uh, turning into some sort of red rocket or something or rather. After circling behind you, because maybe you're not watching, he'll do a loop in the air as he breaks the freaking sound barrier before hurtling himself down as a fiery ball of deadly draconic energy. It's awful. It's just awful. Assuming somehow you could survive that, and you can't, but surviving some, then he'll be tuckered out for a couple of seconds, so you can go ahead and, you know, wail on him for like three hits. You're not going to get off a longsword combo, but you might get a lucky hit or two on him before he comes after you again. I I guess. (laughs) I don't remember hitting him very much. Big uh, a big thanks to MonsterHunterWikia.com uh, where I get this information, but uh, some of the details on the names and stuff. But yeah, it, it's horrible. Horrible. Yeah. I managed to successfully mount and knock it down once, and that was like my big accomplishment. The whole fight. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a lot better than what I did because I spent most of my time carding. Yeah. And screaming like a little girl. 
if you're curious how those screams went, again, check out twitch.com forward slash rpgamer. I'm sure it's there at the archives. So, um, and all of its and glory. I, and I am going to get that on YouTube as well. Not the whole stream, just the Monster Hunter portion, because I did stream some other games as just, well. Just us screaming like little girls. We'll make sure that yes. gets up on YouTube. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. RP Gamer has a channel on YouTube. Go check it out. Uh, anywho, so that was the first one. So then we went to the medium monster, uh, Baryoth, which is not to be confused with Baryoth, which we fight in Monster Hunter World. Baryoth is, of course, a well-known monster. Baryoth, I had never fought before, and he reminded me a lot of Tigrix. Tigrix, Tigrex, whatever the hell he's called. Um, mixed with a little bit of Kushala Diora, who, who we'll talk about uh, a little bit on here. But... Um, what what was your impression of this? This basically it seemed like a dragon meets a lion to me. Uh, so this is the second one we did, right? Yeah, yeah, the one that yes. we timed out on. So this is this is one I've definitely fought previously. Okay. Uh, so I at least had some experience with it, um, but I don't remember it being that hard. Like, no, it it just moves really quickly. Uh, yeah, it definitely reminds me of T Rex, and you know, and like you said, we timed out. I don't think it was a matter of it was too hard to beat or anything. We just ran out of time. Like with the normal time limit you usually have in a Monster Hunter game, we would have beat it easily. It just just takes time because <laughs> it's not interested in staying in one place. And I, I, I mean people can go back and watch the video since it's from my perspective you can see me constantly jumping in the air trying to get an air shot on it to you know do the mount and just failing in spectacular fashion yeah now he's cute like that uh one thing i've noticed you know we had this problem back in the day with monster hunter worlds demo uh where my friend and i were fighting angie uh anjaneth and we couldn't, the two of us couldn't beat him to save our lives. Uh, it wasn't until the game came out, it got fully released, and a lot of reading and experimentation later that, you know, I found out that when you have multiple people in the party, the monster gets more hit points. And by more, it's, the, I think it's around two and a half times more. So when you're playing with just two players and there's no palicos involved because Mike and I did not have palicos. Uh, when we were playing solo, you have palicos, but when we were playing together, no palicos. So uh, not, not that they really contribute much to damage. But um, uh, so basically we had our work kind of cut out. After Mike and I had played, I went and fought Baryoth alone and was able to take him down in 21 minutes. So the time limit, by the way, in the demo is 25 so that extra 20% hit points for the both of us, because we both have had to take 120% of the damage load uh, to beat his 240 or whatever, 250%. Uh, it was just too much for that 25 or, or you know, time limit. That's, that's what I think. But we kind of yeah. ran into that with Angie. And you'll see that if you play Monster Hunter World or you play any of the Monster Hunters and you're playing with just one other person... You'll you'll see that even with the palicos helping, because most titles will let you take palicos with you if you're just playing with one other player. But uh, the the hit point addition bonus that those monsters get uh, from multiplayer mode is pretty sick. But if you have four if you have four people, he still gets the same hit point bonus as if you just had two. 
So if you bring in four people, you'll you just tear a path through these guys, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah. He is, uh, Barioth is a quadru, a quadrupedal flying wyvern <laughs> with various cat-like features, its body mostly covered with ice-white plates and spikes along its spine, back, and neck. T- and tail. Its face features two massive curved tusks of an amber co- uh, coloration. Its forelegs are longer and more powerful than its back legs with deadly spikes along its wings as well as its three large claws. And honestly, um, he's fast and he jumps around a lot but I think Mike and I were doing a pretty good job as far as just dealing with the, with the damage he was putting out. I don't think we carded in that fight but it was just he just had too many hit points and just wouldn't stay still for us to really dish out any major damage. Yeah. I actually, I carded uh, t- uh, twice. I thought that was on the next battle. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, we're good. One, we'll get to one that. We shouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's okay because I think I, I was the one who carded. I, did I call all three times on Rocket Dragon? Can't remember if I was the one who carded three times or if we split it to one. I know I at yeah, least had two. But anywho, uh, yeah, he, he uh, but Barioth causes all kinds of ice damage, ice blight, turns you into a snowball. He doesn't care. Uh, but it was, it's really just his speed. And I have no clue how, like, longsword players, I took a longsword to try to beat him. And getting in that four hit combo, you need to upgrade your sword to the next level. That's super hard without using a trap or something. Um, and then, uh, what was it? Oh, I wouldn't even try, I can't even imagine trying that with a great sword or a hammer. Ugh. Uh, I mean, I think I was going about it the wrong way. Like so, like I said, I kept trying to jump on the damn thing, which was probably not very smart. I think, especially with that time limit, you kind of just have to keep uh, keep getting in whatever attacks you can, and not worry about you know doing your usual things. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you just kind of just got to get the damage in and hope for the best. So the the last monster we fought was the quote unquote easy monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll use air quotes on this one. The great uh, Macau, and I'm probably butchering this name. M a c c a o, a bird wyvern introduced in Monster Hunter Generations. I have fought this guy plenty of times. He's like a two or three star monster in in Generations, uh, and so he's here again in Generations Ultimate, of course. And he likes to jump on his tail, like he'll he'll put he 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 looks kind of like a combination of a kangaroo and a lizard almost. But he'll get up on his he's got a big thick tail, and he'll spring up on it, which allows him to rear up all four of his claws and kind of do some rakes at you. And then he does this very unreal leap forward. It propels him like twenty yards forward in a uncanny straight line with no arc to it whatsoever, <laughs> defying all laws of physics. And um, it's and if you're not prepared for it, it'll take off a good chunk of your life. He'll then be behind you, where he can, you know, do some more damage if you don't turn around quick enough. As Mike found out, yeah. I think at least one time I was trying to drink a potion, and another time I was just cocky. Yeah, like, this thing's easy. This I thing's easy. Know. I got this. Yeah. I just, I, it's easy to do to just think he's easy and not look at your because you figure too that they give you this high end gear, so you're thinking. Then next thing you know, you're you're dead because you aren't paying attention to your health bar. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we we were able to eventually uh, take him down. Uh, so that was fun. 
that's fun doing that. But definitely looking forward to the full game where we have our full 50-minute time limit, maybe have another player in there or have our Palicos to help us to deal some decent damage. Yeah. Yeah, and I played, so I played with all the different weapons with great um, uh, Macaco or whatever, trying out my best times. I was I was um, pretty surprised I got like a really low time with Greatsword. So, which granted, you know, if you hit and connect with the Greatsword, we know it does a lot of damage, but it's also super slow. And it's not like the great Macaco was just sitting around waiting for you to hit it. So I was pretty surprised I was able to get some really good solid shots in there and take them down pretty quick. I was getting mostly 11-minute times on most of my other weapons. Nice. Yeah. With Barioth, I thought I was doing good with the uh, with the Sword and Shield, uh, but I ran out of time. But I did really good with the Gunlance. I got, uh, I got 20 minutes, 21 minutes with the Gunlance. And, nice. yeah, and it's kind of like the same thing you see with Diabolos, where, you, you know, you just, instead of chasing after... Barioth, I found like a great key to success is he jumps up to the Palicos, just wait for him to come back with you, block him with the shield, and then counterattack. Um, kind of, you know, like I said, same thing I like to do with Diablos. And going back to Great Makako for a second, uh, when you're fighting him with like a shield, like a sword and shield, uh, and he hits your, if you have your shield up, when he does his big charge forward, it knocks him down behind you. Oh. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. The other thing is, if he's up on his tail and you hit him hard enough, then you'll knock him down, and and it'll leave him open for some big damage. But the problem with that is that you have to you have to get you have to get him with a hard enough hit or enough damage to knock him down. It's a gamble because generally speaking, you have to run forward to close that distance. And if you don't do enough damage, then he lunges forward and you're wide open because you're in the middle of a combo. So that I you know the the, the game gives you that tip, but I feel like it's almost like a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. So I see him up on his hind legs. I only attack him if I'm at his side or behind him. Or I shouldn't say up on his hind legs, on his tail. But yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And we're looking forward to Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. And I'm sure you're going to see some more live streaming from us once the full game is out, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I got the Elgato ready to go. Um, setting up multiplayer was super easy. Just getting, like, the hub ID and we had no connection issues I don't think. Yeah. Unlike Monster Hunter PC, Monster Hunter World PC, which has been plagued with connection issues, uh, they did release a patch. I haven't tested it yet uh, that they say would address some of that. But I've been having all kinds of connection issues with that with that particular game. But uh, I also did I also did do some some stuff on Monster Hunter Generations, trying to get ready, trying to work up my hunter, get up through my hunter rigs and, and the such. Um I did fight our good friend Royal Ludroth. <laughs> uh, not not underwater. Not underwater, thank goodness. Yeah, we, we don't we don't like to do underwater. Underwater bad. But I did um I did I did get a hammer button and say, you know, let me let me try taking him down with the bow. Mm-hmm. Uh that did that took forever. I must either really suck at the bow or beginning bow suck, and after Googling a bit stuff up I found out that no, early level bows are just a pain in the ass to work with. They just don't have the damage output yet. So just keep that in mind if you're having troubles and struggling with the bow. I went because I, I said, man, is he really this tough? I mean, it literally took me 35, 40 minutes to kill this guy. So I went back with my insect glaive. And I think I took him down like 15 minutes. <laughs> oh. 
Yep, so that sounds like the bow was the problem. Yeah, yeah. And it was upgraded, and I was using I was using as much, um, you know, of the ammunition that I could, the good ammunition that I could. Aiming is a little bit harder. You know, I, I, think, I think I'm falling on the lines of, like, I think Monster Hunter World did such a great job with the bow and giving it the boot, you know, shot in the arm that it needed. That I can't really see myself going back to Monster Hunt, the older Monster Hunters, and playing the bow. However, so go ahead. You're going to say something. I was going to say, yeah, the bow just feels really simple in the older games. You know, I don't really, I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said about that. It's just super simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's then then the but the light bow gun. Uh, and the, and I haven't really messed too much with the heavy, but the lipo gun I felt I felt pretty good with that, and I played that in the demo and did pretty good with the monsters with that. Um, they don't there's not a whole lot of difference between like the lipo gun from my experiences, anyways, between the old Monster Hunters and Monster Hunter World. The only big difference is in Monster Hunter World, like your lipo gun has a wyvern shot, or your heavy bow gun will have like a special thing you can do, like a machine gun or a snipe shot or whatever. Uh, yeah. In Monster Hunter Generations, you you can save up energy bars though, and you can equip skills that can do like a blast, like that. My heavy bow gun that was in the demo had a heavy blast that was like a, called Supernova. Took forever to aim, but once you got it off, it just did, it just looked like you threw a hand grenade. <laughs> yeah. So so in my opinion, like you you know play you know with the light bow gun uh, or the heavy bow gun in the in the older Monster Hunter games. Since they're not that much improved, I think I'll, I'll gravitate towards though those when I need some some range, you know be a range support. But uh, but in Monster Hunter World, I'm sticking with the with the bow because it's just so badass. Oh yeah, uh, I was really impressed with the bow in Monster Hunter World, and I'm probably once I finally get back to playing it, I will probably mess around with the bow some more. I also fought uh, Mitsu Mitsutsune, which is kind of like a water dragon. Uh, very beautiful. Uh, got very flowery. Almost looks his, his his head almost looks like it's surrounded a bit like with with petals. Um, and he's got more of these petals going off his back. He's got well, he's like a long Chinese. He's a long slender giant dragon, like what you see in Chinese lore and the such. But uh, very very beautiful uh, and uh, covered with bubbles that he spits out at you. But they come at you slowly, which is becoming you know because it's only a three star quest, maybe four. Uh, but uh, not not too hard to beat. Had a lot of health, uh, so it took a while to beat. But not too hard to dodge around uh, the bubbles that he produces and blows at you and whatnot. He uh, yeah he he was definitely fun. He's definitely fun to hunt and get get you get you in the early levels against you know some dragons that isn't uh, uh, a Rathalos or Rathian. Yeah, so that's really cool. I really enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed that, and it just reminded me some of the reasons why I like you know these older games over the new ones. Just the variety of monsters. Yeah, that's the thing that really gets to me. Like, um, I think that's what's kept me just going from going back to World. It's like, oh, I get to fight another Rathian, another Rath, or oh, another fire monster. <laughs> Most of the time, so. Um, it- it's Rathian's long lost cousin. Yeah, with a new color, still breeze fire. Whereas I can go into uh, generations and not know what the heck I'm going to fight 
once I get past the boring early missions. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to, you know. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun uh, and, uh, and as such. So, there you go. That's what we did this week. And, uh, boy, this segment went a little long. But, like I said, we have a lot to talk about this week. So, uh, we'll take another little break and we'll be right back. And we are back. Our next segment is the investigation where we take one monster and we dive into all of its juicy, juicy details. And, you know, we've been over just about all of the major monsters now that you'll run into uh, at low rank. Uh, I I think we actually completed that list a a couple of shows ago. Uh, We we just went over the major ones. You know, we didn't do a full show on Pookie Pookie or Great Jaggy. Not worthy, but we did go over like Diablos and, and, and the such. So now we're in the high rank where you get to meet the Elder Dragons. Woohoo! Question mark. Yeah. And, uh, and, and this is where you get a little bit more variety, uh, just a little, in Monster Hunter World. Uh, the first one on our list is Kushala Deora. De, Deora. Yeah, that's right. Deora. And, Kushala, trying to think if there's like a KD for short, Kushala Deora. (laughs) Yo, KD, what's up? Uh, He is an elder dragon that likes to shield himself with fierce winds, preventing anyone from approaching him. His skin consists of hard metallic scales. So the good news here, I'm going to say, yeah, I don't think he breathes fire. I'm trying to remember. Woo-hoo! Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't remember any fire. He's pretty much dealing physical damage all the way. Um, just trying to remember if there's anything else I to drag. Now, so so I have only I've almost got this. I don't know what it is. This thing with Kushala, where he's kind of a little bit of an unknown to me. I have fought him several times, but it's always been with friends. As an insect glaive person who usually flies through the air to get at my dragons who fly so I can engage them in their element and take them down. Kushala scares me a bit because what he does is he likes to surround himself with windshields. So there's definitely times where you just can't get to him because he's surrounded by a tornado. Then (laughs) on top of that, he'll create separate tornadoes that if you approach them, they'll push you back while damaging you. So you have to watch out for these things. And as far as I know, there's no really... You know, great, great way to to dissipate them. You just have to wait them out, or just go around them. Which wouldn't be so bad until he fills up the whole freaking board with these things. <laughs> um, he will, you know, he will, uh, he will create this big as a major attack. He'll surround himself with this big, huge tornado, and and you can't get to him. And if you're stupid enough to use a flash pod while he's in that tornado. He'll fall to the ground, but since he's in the middle of his tornado, you won't be able to touch him. Maybe you can with a bow, you know, if you have some distance. But I don't even know if arrows get through that thing. Again, I was mostly using my insect glaive. But I was going in with friends, with four friends, and we were able to take him down. You know, I just feel like he's more irritating than he is um, than he is really super dangerous once you kind of get down his mechanics. But uh, but it's just a matter of working. He will blast you with breath, but it's wind, and it will. Bl- it's very much like um, oh, 
good galore, the big puffy mouse in the air. Um, uh, now I'm drawing a blank too. Yeah, in Coral Reef, but very much like him, where he'll breathe air at you, and the wind will do you damage, and it will knock you back depending on what kind of gear you have. I didn't feel that it was so much of a threat that I want to go and gear up just for that to defend against it. It, it was easier just to kind of watch his his tells and stay out of the way. And if I occasionally got knocked back, it wasn't the end of the world. It doesn't do that much damage. It's not as devastating as some of the other monsters' breaths. But uh, he is weak to thunder and dragon, like a lot of monsters are in this game. So, uh, you know, again, great for my insect glaze, because I have both a thunder and a dragon insect glaze that I, I, I pretty much have got those two leveled up, because so many creatures are weak to those. He is resistant to water and ice. Uh, there's like two monsters in this game who are, anyways, um, and he's also, he's also pretty vulnerable to blast and stun as well as poison. Again, poison is one of those, is another one of those things that's game. you'd be surprised what is weak to poison in this game. Even stuff that spits poison is often weak to poison. That's weird. Yep. 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 So, yeah, he, he, he really isn't that tough. He's just more irritating and time-consuming just because of his defenses, I feel. I, I feel like he'll punish you if you're impatient, uh, you know, and the such. So, and it and, and probably is probably best taken off with ranged weapons because that will enable you to shoot him sometimes when he's behind one of those tornadoes, possibly. I, I, I might want to check on that. I'm sure somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. But um, I, I kind of feel like that's probably a good way to go and the such but make sure you bring flash pods and it wouldn't hurt to bring 10 flash insects with you uh that way you could flash them down i i don't know though with the new patch i've not played them post patch where they were nerfing that a bit but it probably at least knocks him down for at least a moment because <laughs> boy he likes to hang up in the air i have no clue what you poor greatsword users do against this guy hope that you have a friend that uses a bow right and just wait for him to finish him off uh so yeah yeah and then when you when he when you finally got him down and he goes to sleep in his nest make sure you take advantage to put down lots and lots of of uh kegs around him gunpowder kegs because as an elder dragon you can't capture him so you might as well wake him up with a bang remember those initial hits do double damage so if you can have a great sword user or somebody wake him up and with their swing they're hitting the barrels at the same time you're probably getting a, a metric crap ton of extra damage but um uh but once in his nest area once he gets going he freaking fills that area up with those tornadoes i have honestly felt sometimes there was nowhere there was no way for me to move without running into a tornado and, and hurting myself significantly and then I have, and as an insect glaive user, I don't have a shield, so I'm just sitting there waiting for him to 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 to, to rape me. So Oof. yeah, he's not to me. He's really not the 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 funning the fun encounter of the game. So I've really have not had a burning desire to go back. And I, I'd rather fight um, Teostra or whatever his name is uh, than fight this guy. So that's just my opinion. Not the biggest fan of kushala but hey maybe you are so uh feel free to leave comments on our show notes and uh tell us what you think of kushala day or if you fought him 
uh, and the such. But uh, speaking of Teostra, he is our investigation for next week. So I'm super excited to talk about this fiery beast. Another fiery beast. But what are you going to do? Fiery beast. Next week. Monster Hunter Fire World. Uh, yeah, Monster Hunter Fire World. Re- renaming it now. Uh, we'll take another break. We'll be right back with the Argosy Mail. Welcome back. This is our mailbox. Essentially, we read your questions, your forum chat, whatever. Remember, you can always uh, you can shoot us off an email. JC Servant at rpgamer.com. What's your What's your email address? Wheels at rpgamer.com. Yeah, uh, we're on Twitch. It's probably actually the best way to get a hold of us because I'll I'll be honest, I don't do a great job of checking my email anymore. Uh, I'm at JC Servant, and you're at Ask Wheels, right? Yeah, you can also bug us on Discord. Yep, and the the instructions for that just head over to rpgamer.com forward slash Discord. If you're not part of our Discord community yet, there's a lot of people there who love to talk about these kind of games all day, all week long. Uh, we need to tell we need to tell our leaders that we need a channel just for Monster Hunter talk. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, great, totally. But uh, yeah, feel free to ask your questions there. Get get a hold of us any way you want, and we'll be happy to read read those things and answer them because we know all okay we really don't but that's what google's for i think our stream of the monster hunter generations ultimate demo proved that we do not know all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is not the hardcore monster hunter group uh yeah we we never claim to be that uh, that's pretty funny though no uh okay so questions i do i did uh, steal some questions from our friends on the internet and our first question that we have today is, if I switch between bows from different trees, do I have to gather the materials again for the bows I previously used? This is uh, clearly a Monster Hunter World question, because older Monster Hunter games don't let you do that. Um, right. Yeah. And yes, in Monster Hunter World, when you switch between, if you go, if you are... If you are basically you want to undo your changes and go down a different path, it will refund you your materials. It will not refund the, the zinni you have spent. So keep that in mind. Now, if you build a brand new weapon from scratch because you want to have both a fire bow and uh, uh, you know a paralyzation bow, then then you're going to end up paying twice. You know, obviously a whole other set of parts or whatever. Yeah, but I yeah. think it's I think it's important to note this is not just for bows. This applies to basically every weapon type. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next question for you, Mr. Mike. Uh, which weapons uh, do you plan to use uh, for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate? Uh, so my plan is not to go to my old standbys. I'm going to start learning some new weapons. Uh, so in preparing on the 3DS right now, I've been using the longsword, which is not a weapon I've used extensively. Um also played a bit with the switch axe which is probably going to end up being my primary weapon in ultimate and just generally i'm going to try to use weapons without a shield or a block so uh yeah those are the primary two i'm looking at right now is longsword and switch axe and i'm probably going to use some sort of range weapon though just for multiplayer so 
uh, I'm gonna mess around with those as well. But again, not till I'm playing more multiplayer. So, but yeah, there's so many weapon types. I think a new game is a good opportunity to try something different. And you know, if it doesn't go well, you always got your old standbys to go with. But I'm gonna try real hard not to do that this time. I think that's a, a great idea, and and I'm gonna be using some of that. And and uh, I'm exactly the same way. I've been trying to play with hammer. That is very different <laughs> because I'm usually used to playing insect glaive, and things are a bit faster. Um, uh, instead, uh, you know, now I do like to fall back on a, on, a, on a shield. And in the past, I've done um, charge blade, and I've done um, lance. So this time, I'm going to try to rely on gun lance. Nice. Uh, that's my, that's yeah. My favorite weapon. And for range, as I mentioned before, I'm going to try to go. I was a really big fan of the bow in world, and I'm going to try to stick with the light bow gun. You know, here for for those uh, times where I'm playing with other people, uh, and they need they need some range support. Won't be soloing a whole lot with that. Uh, you know, and the such. I also want to play around a bit with the sword and shield as kind of like my faster weapon go-to for faster weapon. It, uh, in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, it's supposedly a bit overpowered because there is the oils you can apply to the weapons, which uh, will buff them, and you just buy them in the store. Uh, and and it was uh, hypothetically OP'd. You, it didn't, didn't make a return appearance uh, after that. So, I think I may also mess around with the like the dual daggers, which I haven't used since whenever they first showed up. Hmm. Yeah, those are pretty fun. I mean, I used them a, a little bit of Monster Hunter World uh, specifically for Kieran. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more when when we talk about Kieran. We, we're gonna he's gonna be our investigation another three episodes or so. But uh, they they can be fun, but they they definitely take a lot to master. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, probably our last question is probably the biggest. Uh, what uh, you know? What 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 should I expect coming from Monster Hunter World going into Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate? Mm. Well, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, the first thing is it's not going to look as nice, um, and that's not like a knock on the Switch per se. It's more a knock on. It's just it. It's a port of a 3DS game, mm-hmm. and. This is an engine that, yes, it's had some upgrades, but it's been around for quite some time. Because I'm pretty sure, like, deep down in the code, it's probably mostly the same engine that was running the PSP games. Yeah, uh, it, it, it looked like, in playing the demo, it, it looked like it could have been a, a PlayStation 3, an early PlayStation yeah. 3 game, really. I mean, so the biggest, the biggest thing to to prepare yourself for right away is the fact that it's not one giant open map, which means it's broken up into different segmented areas. You go to one to the other, the monster's not necessarily going to follow you immediately. Um, so that is actually kind of handy in being able to escape monsters a bit easier. Um, we also, well, and I'll throw out a couple things. I'll throw out some things and you react. You ready sure. for this? Threat number one, G-Rank. Yes, G-Rank, which is not something people playing World will really know about. It's basically a this a crazy, crazy high-rank stuff after high-rank. Um, 
specifically designed around multiplayer. So it is not something you're going to want to be doing on your own because you will fail in spectacular fashion. Um, but yeah, there is G rank and all sorts of high rank stuff because really that's another thing to, to mention here. All I, the reason I complain a lot about how like boring and slow the early missions in this are is because this is a game designed for longtime Monster Hunter fans. This is not a game designed for people just joining the series. So the fact that it starts out slow and boring and takes forever to get to like a lot of the good stuff baffles me to no end. Um... So I guess that's the other thing. You need to prepare for some kind of slow, boring missions to start off with. Yeah. Which which may be good to help you with the transition. Yeah, I understand that there's a lot more preparation, you know, involved when you're playing a game of Monster Hunter Generations, whether it's the first 20 hours where you're going through a lot of these early collection quests. Those are helping you to build up the, yes, they're boring, but they're helping you to build up your supply stores that will come in big handy when you're dealing with monsters that will tear through your potions like a hot knife through butter. Uh, you'll be glad that you saved up 150 freaking healing potions or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but even just even in every everything you go, you know, so in Monster Hunter World, <laughs> if you go fight a monster and halfway through you're like, oh, dang it, this thing is way too hard because I didn't bring this necklace or I'm wearing this armor instead of this armor. No big deals. You just warp back to your home base. You know, you open up, you get out of combat, open up your mini map, go back to your camp, go into your tent, change everything out. Oh, I forgot to eat too. Uh, my mini canteen's right here. I'm just going to eat my meal. Get right back to that shiz, right? Not in the old games, right, Mike? Nope. No, you will be embarrassed as you're like, oh, shucks, I have to quit this entire mission and go back to space and I have to eat all over again and, and stuff. And anytime you put in up until the point you forgot is completely wasted. Uh, so, yay. Yeah, no, you have to prepare. Like every time you go into battle, you have to think, oh, wait a minute, is this going to be in a desert? Ooh, I better make sure I bring, you know, like cold potions. You know, Monster Hunter World gives you a little, like, oh, there's a chill shroom right there before I go into the lava. Let me make the potion real quick and gulp it. Oh, it auto makes for me as soon as I pick up the mushroom. Great. Gulp the potion. I'm good to go. Not in these games. Well, they usually give you some potions in the in the box. Yeah, they give you start to camp at they, least. they give you little pity potions that, that won't last you for the whole fight, but they'll at least get you through some of it. And yeah. by the way, those guys aren't there for G-Rank. Nope. No, yeah, that's the other thing. I I don't think I've really done high rank in Worlds. So I don't know if they do this in the same way, but in high rank missions in the older Monster Hunter games, you get dropped off at a random location on the map, mm -hmm. and the supplies you'd normally get at the start of a mission aren't delivered until, I think, it's, I think it's like 10 minutes in or something like that. It's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and then by the time you get the G rank, it's like, good luck, here's a middle finger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so um, yeah, yeah, just just understand, boys and girls. Uh, Generations tries to wean you off a little bit, but, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You, if you don't eat before you go in, I just quit a mission and go back out. Luckily, the load times aren't too bad. They're, they're pretty quick, so it's not Monster Hunter yeah. World on your PlayStation 4 bad. It's, that's the other thing I was going to say, the one one of the big benefits of going to the older games is uh, the load times are nearly nearly non-existent. Yeah, 
especially especially compared to worlds like night and day. Another another difference is your world's going to get a whole lot flatter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the, the 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 maps they they collect from so Monster Hunter Generations was uh, is a celebration of all the prior Monster Hunter games, which is really cool because you get a good variety of maps. But and until we got to Monster Hunter Four, a lot of the maps were very flat. There weren't yeah. a lot of ledges to jump off of or anything along those lines. Four was awesome in that regard. Uh, you it had, was, yeah, yeah. Four, four introduced the jumping attack, so they basically had to put a lot more verticality in the levels. Yeah. In fact, coming from Monster Hunter 4 and going to Monster Hunter Generations, it stood out to me that there was a lot less verticality hills and jumping points. Yeah, just because of, they're pulling from the so, old maps. Go ahead. Yeah, some of the maps from the very early games are kind of bad, too. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this, that's why when I originally played the game, I went right to like the aerial style, because it kind of gives you an automatic way to be able to do those air attacks without having having to wander around and be like, is there a hill anywhere in this map for me to use? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it does help a little bit that Monster Hunter Generation does let you pick the aerial style. That can yeah. help you get some of those jumping attacks so you can get on to some monster mounting uh, because you're going to need it on some of these maps where it's just there's just nowhere to jump off of. Yeah. The other thing you got to get used to is smaller arenas. Yes. Talk about yes. that, Mike. I mean, yes, there's like I said, there's segmented areas, uh, but I mean, even those segments are likely going to be smaller than you're used to, and you know, there's like obviously transitions between the areas, and the weird thing is, if you get like knocked over while you're near one of those transition spots, you could be knocked into the the next area on the map, and sometimes the monsters like to hang out near those spots. So. <laughs> Barry off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That guy knocked me because he kept hanging out there and when I was soloing. And the Palicos just don't understand the whole point of kite him to the middle, you yeah. know, where we can deal with them. So the Palicos are way over there. And if I try to stay in the middle to try to bring him and the Palicos over there, all he does is he'll leap to me really fast because that's what he does, rake me a few times, and then leap all the way back to the edge to get at my Palicos because he's cute that way. <laughs> Stupid. But yeah, you'll get knocked out between those things more times. It is it is pretty annoying at times, I'll admit. Yeah, and you also need to learn to paintball monsters. Um, so you're not going to have like the whole track following and looking for clues stuff. You just have to search the map for whatever monster you're looking for. And once you find it, you need to throw a paintball at it, which is a limited supply item. And as far as I know, you can't buy them. You have to craft them. But uh, the game does give you lots of them early on. But yeah, you have to throw that onto the monster. And then for not an unlimited period, but for a period, it will show you um, where the monster is on the map. We have talked about a lot of things that some, you know, some of those will definitely sound like negatives, some of those are negatives. Um, uh, but let's 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 talk about one really huge, huge positive difference: variety. Yes. Um, if you're curious about the history of Monster Hunter and the some of the 
different monsters that have been ga- in the games over the years. Hey, they're all, like all here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think all of them literally are here. So, um, I mean, as much as I've complained about the game, and I have complained about the game, um, it's uh, it contains a ridiculous amount of content. Let me let me provide y'all a quote from an article at Destructoid. Uh, you can find this easily enough just by searching for Monster Hunter Generations over there. But uh, it was a really great editorial, I thought. He says, If you hear people in World chant endlessly for monsters like Zenogre or Zeltos Queen, it's because those monsters are extremely unique compared to the main line of wyverns in Monster Hunter World. Older games are home to more biologically varied creatures that amount to giant insects, arachnids, frogs, and even monsters that are more aquatically developed, consider leviathans. Um, and then later on, it's, and of course, one of the things, you know, we, we, we will talk about is, you know, all of these monsters, every last one of them can be turned into weapons and armor. And get this, not only does this thing, so it has four times as many monsters as the world, so you're going to have four times as many armor sets and weapons you can make. But get this, they all don't, the weapons don't just look like metal, all, all look like metal and stone weapons with some monster part glued to it. <laughs> right? And, he, you know, so he says, he says, um, do you want dual blades that resemble giant windmill shurikens? Or how about a long story that looks like Death's Skith, Skyth, whatever it's called, Sickle? Um, you can wield an ebony blade with a scorching hot glowing edge while dressed in armor that makes you look like a football player or a woolly Eskimo or even an onion knight. <laughs> and it's true, right, Mike? Yeah. The, the, the sheer variety in the different armor you can make, it's incredible. I mean, in Monster, uh, Monster I think uh, it was a Monster Hunter 4 that uh, because there's a lot of variety there as well but i had a light bow gun that looked like a nurse's needle (laughs) it's just funny and cool and awesome and crazy stuff too like weapons with really cool and interesting and different gimmicks and powers they they weren't they weren't afraid to give you something really crazy um you know, uh, uh, such as, uh, you know, a weapon that is half red sharpness and half white sharpness. Uh, weapons that have just a sliver, a sliver of purple sharpness, but evading continually sharpens them. You know, like cool things like that. Um, there's just so many different things that you can do in Monster Hunter Generations that you can't even come close to touching in World because they are, you know, they're, they want to keep it all balanced. So, lots of yeah. lots of cool, fun stuff. So that's that's the big offset is this the sheer variety. Yeah, it's and it's really and we're repeating it a lot, but it's really not to be downplayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other the other thing is that you're it's a slower game too. Like in the fights and stuff, it isn't quite as smooth. Like, but and don't for and don't forget, Mike, when you drink that potion, you gotta flex. Yep. <laughs> Gotta have flex. In Monster Hunter World, you can drink the potion while running. Like, you know, you, you can get hit by... by um, uh, this is what he says. Think about all the times you knocked a flying wyvern down in World by sheathing your weapon and shooting a flash pod out, out of your slinger. Uh, doing the same thing in Monster Hunter Generations, ultimately less of a smooth motion and more of a detailed flowchart that you hope nothing will interrupt. Um, 
I like the other, the, uh, this other one. World lets me get up after being knocked down and immediately jog away while chugging a potion as Rathalos turns its head to slowly hone in on me. In Generations Ultimate, you'll need to run half a basketball court away while sheathing your weapon, and then pray to some kind of god that the monster won't pivot its whole body towards you as you shove a whole mega potion down your throat and reflexively flex your biceps as the healing energy courses through your body at once. <laughs> so, oh my god! But I mean, but that was part of its balance too. To be fair, yeah. if you're like, why does the game make me do this? It was to give there's it's all part of the gameplay balance with that system. World is a smoother, more fun combat experience, it, 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 you know, it, in total. It, it definitely is the next generation, but but Monster Hunter Generations has the variety, and its combat is super super awesome. Um, it is super fun. You just got to get used to it because it is a different beast, and in a way. You can almost think of these as two different games. Because, yeah, you really could. Yeah, absolutely. Would it surprise me if we saw like Monster Hunter uh, Five come out for like the Switch, which maintained a lot of these older play game elements and characteristics, uh, and then you continued with World Two for you know for that crowd. I still that's I still think that's what's eventually going to happen. Yeah, quite possible. I could see it happening because they are really two different experiences, and, and I'm okay with that. I enjoy both for what they are. So, yeah, same here. All righty. Well, uh, that was a long question. Another long session. So much to talk <laughs> about. Oh my god, this podcast might actually be over an hour for once. All right, uh, we'll be right back. That little song means that it's time for the canteen, where we just basically talk about what we're doing and what we're going to be doing next and stuff. What 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 are you doing, Mike? Um, I'm going to try and get through three star quests by the time Ultimate comes out. Uh, basically, getting near the good stuff. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. So far, I'm nearly done with two. Um, down to, I forget the name of it, it's like a weird sand shark thing, and not not one of my favorite things to fight, but yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, n- nibble, n- nibbles, nibbles Fleen or whatever? Is yeah, that the one? That's oh, yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at, too. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's just the cool monsters. There's, uh, there's that snake creature... The big huge snake creature that's awesome there's of course uh the the spider witch you know lady spider chick there's the you know who's a big spider woman that just puts you to sleep and then just rapes you while you're sleeping um <laughs> with her big mandibles uh then there's uh saltus uh saltus queen the insect with an insect on its back like it's two monsters or saltus which is an insect monster but saltus queen which is the queen that has one of the monsters on her back. So it's basically two monsters in one. And there's so <laughs> many cool things in these older games. I just love it. I'm looking forward to seeing it, you know, in 720 or 1080 or whatever it is on my television screen. Uh, I will say, playing that, playing, playing it in your hand, 
on that Switch didn't seem much different than me than the 3DS. It was be- definitely better looking, but it wasn't that much of a different experience. But when you put it up on the screen and you can see the detail, like in your outfits and stuff, I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of going, with, remember when we talked about Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate and going from the DS and then zapping your character over to the Wii U and you could see it on the big screen that, you know, with more detail. It's the same polygon count, I guess, same textures, but just having it blown up on a bigger screen, you can see more and it was just really, really cool. Yeah, and I think it's, um, I think it's an even bigger deal here because, um, with the the whole hunter style stuff um, on the 3ds version you'd have to use like the touch screen or like the middle shoulder buttons if you happen to have a new 3ds which wasn't the greatest so now with a, a full controller you'll be able to activate those a lot easier so uh, looking forward to that as well yeah yeah definitely and heaven forbid if you're one of those people who are playing Monster Hunter, uh, you know, 4 or whatever, or Generations on the an original 3DS, you didn't have an extra circle pad, so you had to constantly use the shoulder button to zero in on the monster, I believe. Um, yep. I've always been fortunate enough to have that, that whatever. But now, now you're just going to be able just to use the second analog stick if you want to. You can still do the snap to monster button. That's still there. Um... Anywho, uh, I'll be... Yeah, I'm doing more Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm probably going to hold off till Ultimate to do any more time into it, but I did save up a couple of armor sets I'm looking forward to seeing on the big screen. And uh, in the meantime, if I do get some extra time, I do need to play some more PC Monster Hunter with my brothers, uh, see how that network patch is working out. We were up through your favorite creature, Legiana. <laughs> uh yeah, that was cute. Uh, and just showing my brothers how to use the zip line to, to get those beetles that are up in the air so you can get quickly up to his nest. Make, <laughs> make you kind of feel like Batman as you're climbing up there. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to see uh, if we can stream maybe this. Uh, well, it won't be this weekend because it won't come out till next Tuesday. Maybe the following weekend uh, we can do that again now that the game will be out. You and I could do some hunts together. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we leave, Mr. Mike? Uh, I think that's it. I mean, um, we're going to be recording Q&A Quest the night before um, Monster Hunter comes out. I was going to try and get you on that because well, I'm probably going to live stream that one. Sure. Uh, and we'll have some Monster Hunter talk that night. I'm always down for some Monster Hunter talk. Cool. Uh, and other than that, um, I'm going to be doing a stream of the upcoming port of Victor Vran to Switch, but that may have already happened by the time this goes up. Yeah. Uh, but if not, that will be Friday night, August 25th at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing what, uh, your thoughts on that game. I was actually pretty tempted uh, by uh, Diablo 3 on the Switch, just the idea of sitting on the couch and playing Diablo. Uh, Diablos, whatever. It, 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 I want to call it Diablo. <laughs> Diablos! Yeah, no, it's Diablo when it's the game. Just singular. Uh, I guess Diablos has two horns. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it, you know, just to be able to play that on the Switch on the go, I loved uh, Diablos 3. 
Um, I still go back to it here and there and fart around with it and just pull my old characters and have fun with it and do a quick, you know, couple of runs through some uh, whatevers. But uh, being able to have that on your Switch and having played, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of action RPGs on the consoles. Uh, I, you know, back on the PlayStation 2 days, we had like X Men Legends, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, the Champions of Norrath, and the Botters games were action RPGs on the PlayStation 2. They, uh, they, they were, they were, it, it convinced me that it could work well. Uh, it, it, some of those really aren't good games. <laughs> and if you listen to RPG Backtrack, uh, I'll make a plug for my podcast. Uh, well, Mike and mine's podcast, Mike, Mickey, and mine. Anyways, that was a that uh, yeah the, they can be a lot of fun. So I you know would love to see what a modern day like Victor Vran. I know that Titan Quest didn't do so well review wise on the consoles because there were some obvious uh, things that they overlooked in that conversion. Yeah. But if done right, which I think Diablo's was done good, it reviewed pretty well. well. I think Titan Quest has gotten a lot of patches since the initial release. I oh, picked okay. it up recently, and it's it's. A, decent enough for it for me okay cool uh, cool well as long as they patched it up and made it good uh, unfortunately a lot of people won't go back and re-review it for them but uh but it's good to get the word out there when people patched it up and, and made something right yeah cool uh yeah and i'll be uh you know aside from rpg backtrack which you can go and listen to the shows at rpgamer.com or look it up in your favorite podcast application but uh we i'm also doing sunday nights i mentioned before sunday nights uh we do uh we do chat on discord you can come and join us it starts off at about 8 p.m eastern standard time 5 p.m pacific at the same time i'm usually twitching whatever game i'm playing which tends to focus on older pc games so we'd love to have you there and talk with us or just chat with me there in twitch we also do a giveaway as well during that from my goodie bag of GOG games uh, or Steam games or both. So, uh, love to have you there. But uh, I think that's about it. I think that's a wrap. Uh, Hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks, give you our initial impressions of Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch and uh, some more Monster Hunter PC action. And until next time, may your weapons always stay sharp. The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter, is a production of RPGamer.com, your source for RPG news, reviews, podcasts, and more. Leave your comments on our forums or hit us up at Twitter. You can reach out to Phil at JC Servant and Michael Apps at Ask Wheels. Let us know what you think and help shape our future shows. When you got a craving to turn monsters into fashionable gear, come back and join us on The Hunt, Stories from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter.